Hey everyone, Brother Gary, Hands Across the Borders, devotional. Hopefully you're having a great day. Don't forget, we're not in a recording studio and I've been under the weather a little bit, so if you hear a little sniffle or a cough, sorry about that. We're just going to have to work through it. So here we are in John chapter number 10, verse number 31. Verse number 31, the Bible, the Word of God tells us, Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, ye are gods? If he calleth them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Well, that's quite an ending of that verse, isn't it? Let's look at this in context. First of all, Jesus is here, and in verse 24, came the Jews around about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt if thou be the Christ? Tell us plainly. They're saying, look, if you're the promised Messiah... If you're the one that the scriptures have been promising, God manifests in flesh, just tell us. And so he begins to tell them. And in verse 31, he makes it plain as day, I and my Father are one. They didn't like that answer, and so they picked up stones. to. They're going to stone him to death because they're outraged. They have this self-righteousness, and how dare you... Say and make yourself God. That's what they say in verse number 33. He's asking, what, what good works did I do that you're killing me for? They said, not for that. But because we know you're not the Messiah. And because of that, you've made yourself God here. We're going to kill you because that's blasphemy. And so many times you'll hear the cult say, well, Jesus never said that he was God. Well, these Jews knew he did. <laughs> And then he goes on to say this, it's written in your law, it's written in the, in the scriptures, right? That ye are gods, little g gods. And then he says at the end, the scripture cannot be broken. So, so that's the context of it. He, he begins to quote to them Psalm 82. And I've heard that verse misused so many times. What? You know, Psalm 82 says we're little gods and I'm a god and... You're a God, and we're all just gods, and <laughs> it just gets crazy after a while. But what he's referring to here in Psalm 82, and what Psalm 82 is referring to, is the judges of the country. He, he called earthly judges gods, little g gods, and the reason why he called them that is they determined the fate of other men. Right? Just like God does you and I. What we, what we do with Christ desert, determines our fate ultimately, whether we're going to heaven or hell. God determines that, right? If you trust Christ as your Savior, you'll spend eternity with God in heaven. If you don't, then you go to hell. And the devil's not the reigner of hell. There's a special place for him at the end. But we see the context of this. Now, let's find how we can apply this. First of all, Jesus is God. We can see some doctrinal teaching here. Jesus is God, 
There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's not the Archangel Michael. He wasn't a man who worked his way to godhood. According to John 1.1, it tells us, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so now we see the Messiah. We see God in physical form here in the, in the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, next thing we see is that the Scripture cannot be broken. Once the Scripture says something, it's going to happen. So we have those three teachings there, but how do I apply it? First of all, we need to speak the truth whenever asked. And it reveals something about individuals, and including ourselves, when the truth is revealed to us. Now, when I'm talking about truth, not what you think or what your church teaches or what some organization says, but the truth is the Word of God. We'll talk more about that in just a second. When the truth is revealed, how do I react to it? And how do those around us react? See, I can't control what anybody says or does. But how they react does not, should not determine how I react. So they reacted because they didn't want to hear the truth. And their, their traditions taught them something else. And more on that later. But... How does Jesus respond to it? Does he pick up a rock? Does he call them names? Is he just goes at them with scripture. He revealed himself on who he was. He was God, his deity. And to Jesus, when he responded, his word was enough. And when you and I respond, his word should be enough. Because it's the ultimate truth. Anything that goes against the Word of God is a lie. I don't care what organization you are, what you call yourself. If it goes against the Bible, the Word of God, it's, it's not truth. It's a lie. This is the ultimate truth. This should be our final authority. And His Word is enough. And the reason being is this. Because the Scripture cannot be broken. So he's dealing with more than just a theme here in those scriptures. He's dealing with the very words. He <coughs> excuse me. The scriptures cannot be broken. That means whatever the Bible says is going to happen. Doesn't matter what's going on around us. God can change things. Bam, bam, that quick. And so the promises of God, the prophecies of God, the Bible says what you sow you reap. Many of the things that you and I are reaping because we sowed to the flesh rather than to the spirit. And now we're reaping the whirlwind, the Bible says. What do you do when confronted with the word of God? What is your reaction? Well, my organization says... You're not going to stand before your organization at the end. You're going to stand before God. And he's going to judge us by his word. Thy word is truth. That's what he says. What about you? What are you doing with the word of God?